time to look back at the last Forge FC contest. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. Here is Match and Review. My word, what a rocket. With Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Hey, Forge fans, it's the Forge Audio Network. Anthony Urcioli with you. It's Match in Review. Forge FC get their first look ever at Vancouver FC. Uh, Vancouver made the trip to Tim Hortons Field here in Hamilton. And the end result, a scoreless draw. Somehow, this ended in a scoreless draw. I will, I'll explain why that's shocking uh, in a moment. Vancouver, by the way, came into this match. And the game plan was very straightforward. A 4-4-1-1 defense. So you had that mid-block. And... Um, it, it it was effective to a point. Forge came out with Pasias, Hamilton, and Schwanier as their three strikers. But they, as we know, Forge they line up a certain way, and once that ball's kicked off, there's there it, it's fluid. Players have the freedom to uh, to roam when they need to and to, and to find their spots. Now, uh, Sissoko, Noah Jensen, Hojab Rapport starting in the midfield, uh, and it was Kwesi Poku and Rama on the uh, man in the fullback positions and Matusala and MJ, the real MJ, Mandrakar James uh, as the center backs. The real story though, Chris Kalongo getting the start in goal. We've seen a lot of Tristan Henry for good reason. Best keeper in the league. I mean, really best keeper in this league's history. When you really boil it down, Kalongo though. So young player, Trying to find minutes is difficult playing behind a keeper like that in Henry. But Kalongo has that. By the way, last time he started a match was against Pacific in the season opener last year. So it's been a year and a few months since Kalongo has started a match. So um, not an easy spot for him, but a lot of confidence from the club. You do have a midweek match uh, against Montreal. Maybe some minute management there. But either way, Kalongo gets the nod. Not super busy, but um, poised, confident, aggressive. Um, did what he needed to do on some of the crosses on, on uh, some of the corner attempts, but we'll get into all of that. Vancouver, again, game plan clear. Mid-block, stuff the middle of the field, compact. If Forge was going to beat them, it was going to be from at least um, chances were going to originate from the outside, from the wide areas from the flanks and Forge is very comfortable playing that way because they're used to seeing defenses do this. And it, it was a questionable decision at points for Vancouver to play that mid block. There was a lot of room in behind Vancouver. Um, and you know, when there's a lot of space and you're playing a team like Forge, a club that can make those runs and deliver those balls uh, in the post-match media conference, Bobby Smirniotis, head coach of Forge, mentioned that he thought they could have done a little more in getting into those open spaces because they the spaces were there. Also, and look, Tim Hortons Field, notorious, whether it was Ivor Wynn, whether it's Tim Hortons Field, the location of this stadium, for whatever reason, people who are smarter than I can probably explain it, but the wind, not only is it unpredictable, I mean, it makes no sense. At certain points, and I, I do this almost every time I'm at this stadium, I like looking at the corner flags when Forge plays. Sometimes all four flags in each corner will blow in different... All four of them are blowing in different directions, want some harder than the next. It's just the wind is so unpredictable. And so 
for Forge to get into those spaces and for you know the midfielders to be able to deliver into those spaces, it wasn't that easy through the air. A lot of times the ball kind of hung up, it kind of changed directions, uh, but there were plays to be made. And I wondered, though, it, how big of an, an impact the wind had on this match. Um, at the end of the day, is, wind's the wind, what are you going to do? But um, I did think that the, it did um, impede Forge a bit in generating a lot of chances and getting in behind Vancouver's defenders. Now, Vancouver did try to test Colongo. You know, they... they Obviously, well aware of the fact that it's not a ton of CPL experience for Chris Galango. Still, he's been with the team for a year and a bit now. Uh, works hard in training. Again, he has Tristan Henry there. If there's a guy you want to learn from and observe and just feed off of, it's Tristan Henry. Still, though, Vancouver well aware that Galango doesn't have quite the, the CPL experience. So um, they tested him from really far out. There were a couple of moments where Vancouver tried to to just, I don't know, maybe catch Colongo off of his line and catch him napping. Uh, Colongo wasn't having any of it. There were a couple moments where Vancouver tried, but, you know, they sent the ball over the goal or sent it way wide. And Colongo kind of, you saw kind of a gesture with his hands, like, get that out of here. Like, what, what, what are you trying to do? So, um, obviously, it didn't get Vancouver anywhere. Um, Sissoko. Someone I identified, now, you want to talk about a box-to-box midfielder. I, I don't know how or where Sissoko finds the energy that he has. Not only is he a guy that a lot of the times, um, and this one he was subbed off um, at around the 60th minute, but he's a guy that generally plays 90 minutes. He is all over the place in just all three areas of the field, up and down. He's just, he's there. I don't know where he finds the energy always involved. He really stood out in this one. His work rate is just, it's second to none. Uh, the forge attack. I talked about the fluidity in the forge attack. Sometimes you would look up a lot of times, actually when forge had the ball, it looked like they were playing with five attackers. A lot of the time, you know, at one point I looked up and I saw Quasi playing on the, on the touchline to the, to the left. Paseas, Hamilton, Chouanier, Sissoko. Sissoko would would hug the uh, the right side wide. So, I mean, Forge they they were challenging Vancouver. If Vancouver was going to play that style they wanted to play, um, Forge is going to challenge them. They're going to try and spread the field. Five attackers at certain points. So they were successful in the sense that Forge had a ton, a ton of opportunity in this one. The one thing that was a little uncharacteristic, though. Forge went backward a few times and played it back to the keeper, which, you know, listen, you don't see anything you like. You, you go back and you, and you try to build from the back. But Forge is not a club that goes backward very often. Um, in fact, if you get close enough, if you, if, if you get the luxury of, of being able to sit behind Bobby Smirniotis at certain points, you'll hear the one word you'll hear from him over and over and over again, forward. Forward, forward. He does not. He wants them to go forward. If there are, if there is an option, go forward. In this one, though, at least early on, and I, I noticed it more in the first half of the first half of the first half. Actually, Forge was trying to play, go backwards, and kind of restart. And credit to Vancouver because that's part of that mid press they were playing, uh, but a little uncharacteristic there. And Vancouver pressed well. Credit to Vancouver on the road against Forge. They knew the task at hand. 
and they came away with it with a point. I mean, at the end of the day, this this was a win for Vancouver in the sense that they got the, I mean, that's a win, I'm sure, would have been bonus. But I think a draw on the road against Forge FC, I think Vancouver is going to consider that a, a win for them. And yeah, Forge had multiple opportunities in the area. Just, you know, part of the three keys. And I think this has been part of the three keys for the last few weeks because the club has talked about it. A lack of that clinical finish. It just, it's, the chances are there. That final touch just isn't what it, where it needs to be. And I don't know how you, I mean, it's up to the players. You know, you can't, co- how, how do you coach that that clinical finish? It's just, it's in the players. We know it's in them. We see it and we've seen it for years now um, from a lot of these players with incredible pedigrees and, and their resumes and, and guys that have accounted for a lot of goals for Forge FC. Just that, it's just a little lacking in that in that final touch. For an indicator of, of how well Forge played, Minus the lack of final touch at halftime. Here are your stats. Possession, 71% for Forge. 328 passes in the first half alone, Vancouver 135. So essentially 200 more passes Forge had in just the first half. So, I mean, it was a dominating half, but they just, they couldn't find, they couldn't find their finish. Subs came on. At around the 60th minute, I mentioned Sissoko coming off. It, what a luxury, by the way. At one point, you know, when you went, I, I took a peek down to see which guys were, might be coming on, and I see Borges, Becker, and Campbell um, standing up and getting ready. Can you imagine? What, I mean, what a luxury. Off your bench, Tristan Borges, Kyle Becker, Taryn Campbell, three guys that are going to go down in history as three of the best players to have ever played in this league. And those are your subs in this match. Um, coming off, Chouanier, Pasias, Sissoko. Um, I I don't now listen. Don't quote me on this. I believe this was the first time that we saw Becker and Noah Jensen on the field together. The player they're so similar. They play the same position. It's rare uh, to see them both on the field together. In fact, so rare that I I'm pretty sure, ninety nine point nine nine percent sure. Um, this is the first time that both were on the field together. So that was something special to watch too. Forge would use all their subs as they normally do all five. Uh, again, speaking of, again, same thing, Alex Ashton, Janssen off the bench, replaces Hojab Rapport. Ashton Morgan off the bench, replaces Kwesi Poku. Um, yeah, so I mean, th- those are your subs. Those are your guys off the bench. Borges, Becker, Campbell, Ashton Yodianson, and Ashton Morgan. The depth, uh, you can't say enough about it. The one player for Vancouver that, that stood out, um, actually a couple, but th- the main guy, Ibrahim Bakare, center back, absolute force. 20 years old, still young, so noticeable throughout this match. A center back who, I mean, he did his job for the most part. Also, some of the uh, psychological warfare. He was in Pasias's face early. A lot of talking. Um, a lot of the kind of those mental, those those mind games, part of his game as well. Um, and he was so effective and so noticeable in this one. I mean, a lot of really Vancouver's defenders were noticeable in general. But so this match ends in a draw. Your final stats for this match. Are you ready for this? Seventeen shot attempts for Forge. 
nine for Ottawa. But like I said earlier, some of these attempts were, I mean, Hail Mary doesn't even begin to explain how <laughs> very low percentage opportunities, not a ton from Vancouver in this one. So when I saw nine attempts, I was a little surprised. I'm not sure where they came from, but okay, nine. 17 from Forge, very noticeable. Some of them very, um, you know, in, in high danger areas. On target, though, and this is the issue, Forge, typically a club, going into this match, they were hitting the target around 54% of the time. In this one, had they been anywhere near that number, we were, were probably looking at blowout here. But instead, 17 attempts, only three hit the target. And these were not dangerous opportunities. The shots that were on target, uh, not again, when Forge were in areas where it looked like they had a dangerous chance or a high scoring opportunity, high dangerous scoring opportunity, um, they, they just they weren't even connecting on goal. You know, they weren't even hitting the target with it. Just an off night, just something missing there. Um, in the finish. So only three on target, according to the official stat line. And then we get into, I mean, th- this is, this really paints the picture here. Uh, they maintained that 71% possession rate for the entirety of the game, uh, which is an astronomical number to hold on to the ball. Further demonstrating the, uh, the possession dominance. Forge attempted nearly, si- not attempted, excuse me. Forge completed, connected on nearly 600 passes over 90 plus minutes. Vancouver, 244. And I'm no mathematician, but we're looking at like 350 more passing attempts or uh, completions from Forge FC. So this was Forge's game to win and they just could not take it. They get a single point but they now leave the door open for Pacific, who's in second place. They're now only a point at the conclusion of this match. If you're watching or listening um, after Pacific's match this week, you, you'll 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 have a more accurate representation than, uh, than I'm giving you. But as of now, Pacific one point back of Forge FC, um, first place Forge FC with, with a match in hand. After the match, at the podium, head coach of Forge FC, Bobby Smirniotis. Yeah, I think we've talked about it each week. You know, we, we got to take our chances, you know, especially against a team that's going to come here, that's going to just, you know, work their socks off, uh, per se. Um, um, and that's what they, they had to do. You know, you look at the, I think it was the second minute and Wubens has a chance right in front of the goal. You know, that changes the game. And sometimes we just need to be more aggressive about it. You know, every minute that goes by, you don't get it back in a game, and uh, and that's what it is. Uh, but game is done, and that's what I told the guys. Uh, we've done a lot, um, but we're missing uh, the important part of the game, and we move on to the next one. Yeah, I think we could have made a lot more of those motions, to be honest. So we got in there, and yeah, of course, finishing. If you look at some of the chances uh, that we've had with uh, Pasias, with uh, with Jensen in the first half, uh, Jordan Hamilton's had to. There's a few in the end there. So, you know, the chances are there. So we just got to be clinical in there. But I think, you know, if we increased also the amount of times we were able to to work certain patterns uh, that we do, um, you know, maybe, yeah, you're happy that you have uh, so much possession and 18 shots, but maybe you needed 30 today and five on the goal to get the goal. And sometimes that's how it goes. Sometimes you just need one. 
um, and, and that's football. So you, you move on from this one. You take uh, the good, you look at the, the bad and, uh, and the ugly, and you try and make sure that uh, the players are aware of it so we can be better in the next one. So Bobby, kind of echoing what, what we've been talking about, um, just a lack of finish. Now it's time to focus on the next one. And uh, Chris Colongo, again, he did not have to make a save in this one, but still very active, very aggressive. He touched the ball quite a bit. I mentioned earlier um, in the broadcast that Forge was going backwards, uh, particularly in the first half, and it was up to Colongo to, to build from the back. And that, that's, listen, that, that's, that's something you, you need from your keeper. And it's a quality in a lot of keepers. And on top of that, Colongo very aggressive on some of those crosses, some of those corners. So he did everything he could have possibly done, full marks to Chris Colongo. And he spoke after the match as well. I was uh, was more excited nerves, you know, because, like, obviously I've been here a while and, and I haven't played a lot. And so this is everything I've been working for, you know. So it was good to get out there and felt comfortable. Uh, no, I don't know about that. I, I'd say more, it's just, it keeps me engaged with talking and stuff, you know, just making sure everyone's doing their jobs. And if I don't have to do anything, then it's a good day. Your final once again from Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, Forge FC 0, Vancouver FC 0. Our first look at Vancouver. Expansion club? I mean, listen, building a club from scratch, it's, it's not easy, especially... Um, you know, they, they, they don't have the, the, the developmental system where they can kind of pluck players either. They, they, don't, they don't have those partnerships yet. So very difficult task to just build a soccer club from scratch. And you see some quality in that squad. I mean, Vancouver right now, we could be looking at a playoff squad in their first year. It's early, um, but the, the, there's some quality there. Now, things like depth and experience are going to be an issue, but I mean, there are a lot of teams that can that can say the same. A lot of teams battling injury that don't quite have the depth that, that clubs like Forge have um, or Pacific have. So, um, I listen. I, I yeah, the possession, you know, seventy one percent, and all the you know three hundred and fifty more passes Forge completed. It sounds kind of weird, but I was still kind of impressed from Vancouver. I mean, it was their game plan. They were going to give up possession. Forge, they did give up some high danger chances that Forge couldn't capitalize on, but. Uh, Listen, full marks, Vancouver got what they wanted out of Forge, and they're leaving Hamilton with a point. I mean, what more, what more could you ask for there? Next up for Forge FC, no time to worry or dwell on this one. A major task at hand, midweek, Wednesday, in Montreal, CF Montreal, semifinal Canadian championship. Forge can book their ticket to the final with a win over Montreal, a club they've played twice already. They've come oh so close to beating CF Montreal um, in Hamilton, actually. Face CF Montreal, who, um, I mean, we're going to talk more about this matchup. There will be a match day preview coming up uh, in another day or so. Um, so until then, I will just leave you with this. There is an opportunity here. Montreal, not a great season. There, there, there's some vulnerability there that Forge can jump on. And all the pressure is on Montreal in this one. Forge, a very rare position for them where they are the underdogs. It is not often. In fact, really never. Unless it's one of these matches against an MLS club or maybe in CONCACAF League. But, uh, I mean, so, you could count the times on your hand that Forge have been underdogs going into a match. Um, and this is one of those rare opportunities. So, 
that's kind of liberating for, for a team. You don't you don't have that pressure on your shoulders. You can kind of go in there and approach it kind of loosely. So pressure's on Montreal. Remember, keep it locked onto the Forge Audio Network, the official home of your reigning, defending, undisputed Canadian Premier League champions, Forge FC. There will be plenty coming out in the coming days. Make sure you check back however you get your Forge content, podcasts, social media, YouTube, uh, forgefc.ca. It's all there, plenty for you, um, and enough to get you ready and excited for this midweek match against CF Montreal. All right, we'll talk to you soon. This has been Match in Review with Anthony Arcioli on the Forge Audio Network. For the latest on all things Forge FC, subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.